There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. Hope everybody is doing well out there. We got Jim Price with us. Jim. Hey, guys. All right. <laughs> Those of you that are recovering from the massive hangover of uh, last night. That's right. All the, the, drinking game the, the key us. words there. Come on, man. All right. <laughs> Jim, we'll be talking to you here in just a little bit. But first, we're going to yep. go to Dr. Kirk Elliott. Kirk, what's up, man? How we doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing fairly well. Looks like the market's slipping a little bit. Well, it should after the State of the Union address. I mean, it's when, okay, okay Josh, so watch. I watched it last night, and I going into it, I didn't know what I wanted to do because it's like, oh, it's going to be, could be aired on Comedy Central for as far as I'm concerned with all the gaps that were probably going to come. And then the more I think thought about it, it's like, wait a second. The rest of the world is viewing this guy as our president. This is embarrassing, and it made me wanted to cry. It's like this isn't funny, <laughs> right? But, but you know, some of the stuff that he was talking about about the economy just bold, flat out lies, right? And it's like, so I want to address some of those things because the economy isn't strong. The stock market is showing that it didn't really like what he had to say, right? Because a couple of things. Number one. Uh, Unemployment's as low as it's been in 50 years. Okay, so you look at the last 50 years, we've had 20 years of, of Reagan's economics, which was amazing. The economy was booming. The stock market was booming. Bonds were booming. Real estate was booming. The Cold War was over. Uh, the Berlin Wall came down. You know, everything was booming in the 80s and 90s. And then one of the you know longest terms of economic growth that our country has seen, and then during the Trump years, equally as good, right? So, so how in the world could he say something like that and get away with it, right? Well, I don't think he got away with it. The market's telling us he didn't, but I don't know anybody who actually believes that nonsense. It's like you look at what's been happening lately over the last couple of months. Microsoft laid off 12,000 people, Meta laid off 11,000 people, uh, Google laying off 12,000 people, Amazon laid off 18,000 people, they laid off 10,000 people. On Black Friday, you've got Wells Fargo that's shutting down its complete mortgage division because nobody's buying houses. Goldman Sachs laying off 3,500. You've got Salesforce laying off 10% of its workforce. You've got Tesla laying off a bunch of its workforce. And it's like on... Believable. Bed Bath and Beyond probably filing for Chapter Eleven amongst <laughs> a bunch of other stores, right? It's like how in the world could you say that unemployment is actually as low as it's been in fifty years, right? So, so you know, you start to look at the metrics that the Bureau of Labor Statistics uses, and you can see why he would come up with that number because it's all just a lie, just like what he said was a lie. The, the metrics that the BLS uses as a lie. So let me go through a little story with you. So let's just say, Josh, you're unemployed. Mm -hmm. you, you haven't been working for a long time. You're beating the streets, hitting the sidewalks, pounding on doors, looking for a job, and nobody's hiring you. And you get 
so stinking discouraged that you just stop looking and you decide, I, I, I'm going to go live under a bridge. I, I can't afford to live, right? So, so does that mean that you found a job and you're no longer unemployed or are you still unemployed? Well, you're still unemployed. Well, yeah, you're living under a bridge. You're still unemployed. Well, the government measurement metrics, they don't view you as being unemployed because it was your choice to stop looking for a job because you were so discouraged that they said, oh, we're pulling, we're pulling Josh and everybody like that out of, out of the picture. Then, well, so that's one. Let's look at a second statement. How about if you were highly paid software engineer at Microsoft? Well, Microsoft just laid off 11,000 people, right? Let's say you're making $180,000 a year there. Well, you can't find a job either, and so you say, okay, I'm going to go get a part-time job at Kohl's. Now I'm going to get a part-time job at Chick-fil-A because Kohl's isn't cutting it part-time, and then i got to find something else. So you now got three jobs making half as much as you used to, and what would the BLS say? The Bureau of Labor Statistics would say, you lost one, created three. Oh, we just created two jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you add that with the number of people who are so discouraged they stopped looking that, yeah, you, you look at all of that and you say, okay, technically, by the way that we measure this stuff with our complete fabricated lies and misinformation, we have low unemployment. Complete nonsense. True hogwash. I mean, it, it's just wild to me. That, that actually he could get away with it, but yet those are the metrics that are being used. Then another statement that he made that made me cringe, I mean, truly I cringe, and I think um, half the people in the, in, in the House actually cringe too. Um, it's like wages are going up and inflation is coming down. Gas prices are coming down. Food inflation is coming down. It's like what? <laughs> in what world is that actually happening because the real numbers are inflation still persisting. Yeah, gas prices came down a little bit. I think that was manipulated um, over the holiday season. Uh, because when you've got Putin that's not going to sell gas to the G7 nations that signed that stupid accord, and not, nor is he going to sell oil, um, you've got OPEC that's actually stating that they're going to cut output, which is going to cause prices to go through the roof. These are short-lived things, right? But food inflation isn't coming down. It's going up, right? So, so when he said inflation is coming down and wages are going up, wages are down 0.9%. Inflation is still persisting at a very high rate, unofficially at around 24%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is insane. If inflation were coming down, what would, what would they do with interest rates? It's like, oh where we can actually start lowering interest rates, not keep raising them every month. I don't care if the rate of growth is slowing down, right, from three-quarters of a point to half to a quarter. They're using that to tell them, tell us all, hey, we're winning this war on inflation. The reality is if they were winning the war on inflation, interest rates would be shrinking, not still growing every month. Because last month was a 40-year high. That means when they add a quarter – it's a 40-year high plus a quarter, and then when they do it again next next month, it's going to be that again. We keep hitting these highs in inflation and interest rates, and they're not actually helping. They're making things worse. They're absolutely making things worse where mom-and-pop companies that need to try to get a loan for inventory or to for expansion or for even operating costs can't get it. 
because their income is coming down, because inflation is persisting, the cost of borrowing has gone up, people aren't spending. Um, consumer price index is still showing inflation. The gross domestic product is showing shrinkage to the tune of estimated growth of like 3 plus percent to 1 point something percent. That's a 50% contraction. The global economy is not healthy, right? And, and people aren't working and people aren't earning and people aren't spending. This is why you're seeing the stock market come down today. But yet last night in, in a series of fabricated lies and, and little snippets and little sound bites that were, were put there on the screen for him to talk about, it's like, yeah, my economy's strong. It's robust. Inflation is going down. Interest rates are, are there, you know, but, but the economy is strong and we're creating manufacturing jobs and, and we need unions. And, and it's like, oh, my word, everything he's talking about is massive amount of, of inflation. Well, let's look at another thing. He's going to put companies in America out of business. Now, I don't like the big pharma companies. Don't get me wrong. I don't. But when he wants to put a price control on insulin, for example, of, of $35 when they're charging over 100 what are those providers going to do? It's like, oh, right, we're just not going to sell insulin here in America. Well, what is everyone with diabetes going to do if there's no supply? When you put a price cap on anything, I don't care if it's rent controls or that, the supply is going to come down. So they think we have a problem now that people can't afford it. Imagine what happens when you have a problem that it's not even available. I mean, these are the kind of nonsense things when you would just let free markets be free markets, the economy will do what it does, right? But but you start to put price controls in and all this political manipulation and everything else, it's going to turn into an absolute cluster chaos of a mess. Oh, my goodness. Well, Kirk, with all that, what what are we expecting here? Because, you know, we're looking at the manipulation by the government organizations and the financial institutions into the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're assuring us, oh, things are getting better. Things are going great. And, and, and the numbers are looking good and GDP. And, um, you know, I, I just saw the, the real uh, disposable income numbers from the other day. It, this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not only that. Yeah, tanking. Over $1 trillion, the lowest since 1929, 1932. Mm-hmm. Then, then we have over 65% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 50% mm-hmm. of income earners over six figures. 50% are living paycheck to paycheck and have depleted their savings. How much yeah. longer can America survive? Well, that's a good question. Probably not very long when credit is being squeezed out and banks don't have the capital and they're not lending anymore. And even to get a house, you have to have a credit score of like over 800 because they don't have enough capital. And they, I mean, this is, this is the problem of the world that we're living in. But when disposable income tanks, that means after expenses, after taxes, people don't have any money to spend. It's, it's a horrible leading indicator. Right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott right after this. I shed a million tears for you. Tears, tears. And now you're loving someone new. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? 
go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight show. So real disposable income is dropped by $1 trillion. <laughs> yeah. where, where did it go, Kirk? Well, it, it just goes nowhere. It, it, it's gone. I mean, it, it's not like it, it goes from one person to another. It's not a zero-sum game. It's a negative. It, it's just gone. It's not there. People aren't working. It's not going to impact the economy. So, therefore, you're going to have crisis. You're going to have companies like Bed Bath & Beyond that are having to file for bankruptcy. You're going to have – when people don't spend money, it's going to have an impact, a domino effect on the market. So, so you, you start to then ask yourself, well, what comes next? What's the next domino to fall? Well, they've got to fix it. So here's, here's what you and I have been talking about on this show for, for months, is the way that they're going to fix it is a central bank digital currency. Well, I was thinking the other day, it's like this is, all this is is fiat-based money in a digital form because it's centralized mm-hmm. digital currency, right? It's just a wallet. They can... They can add zeros to the credits and debits with the stroke of a finger on a keyboard and hit enter, right? So I was thinking, you know, with a fiat-based money system, um, what do you have to do to create money? Well, you go to the printing press, you put all the paper in it, put ink on it, cut it, it makes it into paper, they inject it into the economy for circulation. It takes some work, right? Well, if you're talking about central bank digital currency, a digital version of simply paper money 
with with one huge caveat, it's no longer private. It's no longer freedom. It's, it's the worst of the worst. But all you have to do is have some guy sitting there at his computer and say, uh, we need more money in circulation. We have another stimulus. We have to do this and that. Let's just add eight zeros. Enter. Boom. Massive inflation. You could have hyperinflation in a second. I mean, you, you really could. So I think the emergence of central bank digital currencies, like what's coming, is going to have a massive propensity to bring inflationary pressures into the market. And that, that got me thinking, too, because I saw another story last week. Um, what happens to a currency when they print without discretion, which is going to be worse when you can create uh, without discretion by hinting, hitting enter and adding zeros, right? Well, when a company or a, well, not a company, when a country prints money without discretion with no tangible backing, every country throughout history of the world basically goes down the same fateful path, which is hyperinflation, their currency devalues goes to nothing. So what happened in, in, for example, Lebanon last week? I don't know what the name of the currency is. Let's just call it the dollar. Let's just say it's the Lebanese dollar. It's something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a dinar. I have no idea. But they devalued their currency by 90%, 90 on February 1st. Why? Because they have these inflationary pressures. Nobody wanted their currency anymore to, to maintain international stability. They had to devalue it. And so they just stole... With the press of a button, 90% of people's wealth. If you had 100 Lebanese dollars or whatever their currency is called, now you have 10. It's like, oh, my word. They just devalued with the stroke of a pen. Why could they do that? Because there's nothing backing the currency. Zero. So this can happen almost overnight, which is why, as you look at what's happening globally with the, the new power struggle for global economic supremacy, the BRICS nations want to back their central bank digital currency with gold. Okay. You, you look back, and this isn't a new thing. You look back to, I'll go all the way back to 2009, after the last big market meltdown that we had, the official reserves of central banks owning gold, that's when it was at its low. It's been climbing, like, uh, through the stratosphere ever since. Every single year, year after year after year, they keep increasing their gold holdings. Why? Because they knew, Josh, this is proof in the pudding, in the charts, right, that the system was broken. It was a system based on debt. What happened with the subprime lending, what happened with AIG, what happened with the global financial meltdown based on cheap money, fiat-based currency, they needed to fix it. So they've been adding gold secretly, quietly. Mm -hmm. They've been adding mountains of gold. And I'm not talking about ounces or pounds or even tons, I'm talking about thousands of tons. When Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, UAE, they're adding reserves to their central banks by thousands of tons of gold. Well, if those are pretty small countries, right? What's China doing? Well, they're adding even more. What is, it, what is America and, and Europe doing? Well, they're not adding. See, they're losing the economic battle. And this is where... Money always follows strength, right? And when you're going to have, even if it's a central bank digital currency backed by gold, they're vying for global economic supremacy. And even they know, even the bankers know, we better back this stuff with gold because people are going to want something that's real and tangible. So central bankers are starting to do it. I think we should start to follow suit because they know 
how to protect and preserve capital because they're big, nasty bankers, right? Well, we should do the same thing. Oi, this isn't a good situation, Kirk. It looks like by the next six months, this system is not sustainable. No. It's not. It's not sustainable. It's like it's been sustainable in the past, and we keep kicking the can down the road, you know, for the next Congress to try to figure out and for the next bank president to try to figure out. But we've hit a point of critical mass, and, and now it's it's the debt implosion that we've been talking about for sometimes years or even longer. Um, it's actually here, and it's upon us, which is why they're talking about a complete paradigm shift in the way that they value money, in the way that banks are run with, with digital it, it currency. I mean, this is the paradigm-shifting moment, unsustainable, but we can still sustain, right? This is how we do it. We, we invest into tangible assets, get out of the system, get something that's tangible, get something that's real, get something that's growing, get something that's safe. That's what tangible assets do for anybody's portfolio, and that's where wisdom is, is pointing people's assets to right now. So gold and silver, we can expect to have a really good year in 2023. <laughs> well, so, yeah, and based on what the State of the Union, everything that they're planning on doing, everything that they're planning on spending money on, all of that costs money. Everything that they said on the State of the Union is going to cost trillions of dollars that we simply don't have. So the inflationary pressures are going to persist. Therefore, this, the way that we are investing into tangible assets is not going to change. Technically, fundamentally, that trend line should not change for the foreseeable future. And what we need to do is be wise stewards, act with wisdom, act with discernment, act with courage, do the right thing, be in the right place at the right time. We can win and we can have a smile on our face. And that's what's exciting about the times we're living in, even though a lot of us tend to frown. It's like, oh, my word, the world's falling apart. What are we going to do? I'm scared. You don't have to be. You just need to allocate wisely and you can thrive. So if people want to allocate wisely, what are your suggestions? I, would go, I wouldn't even go into gold right now. I would just simply do silver. It's outperforming gold. There's supply chain disruption. There's limited inventory at the COMEX depositories. There's high demand. Even in the slowest economy that we've seen in decades, the industrial demand for silver is still 60% of all production. We've got a supply issue. When you have low supply and high demand prices go up, I would buy physical silver, whether if it's in your IRA, brokerage account, checking account, we can allocate into physical silver. I'm not talking about an ETF. I'm not talking about some kind of a paper proxy or mining shit or anything like that. Physical metals, just give us a call. Governor Hoff is a call. If, that's, if, if you're asking for what people should do, give us a call. 720-605-3900. Or we, we set up a link for you for people watching the show to go to, and they can just go there and set up a free consultation with us to strategize a map for future success. That's right. And if people want to go to that specific link, they, they can actually just go to getgoldtoday.com. That'll take them directly to Kirk Elliott's page. You can have his contact information there at the bottom. You can watch a short little video intro on why you need to get into silver, what's happening in the world. If you want to create that IRA, if you want to transfer that IRA, or if you have a 401k and you got questions or you have some extra cash and you got questions, this is a free financial consultation that Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team are going to help you on. 
So I highly recommend that you give them a call and Dr. Kirkley will take care of you. He, I've been working with him for, for well over a, a few years now and I had nothing but rave reviews about him and his team and what they have done for people out there. So I highly suggest people go out there and give him a call. Whether you do business with them or not, it's all about getting out there, getting the right questions answered, and having someone who actually cares about your financial freedom. Yeah, give me a call. That's why we're here. It's a free consultation. If you don't do anything, you don't do anything. It's, it's great. It, you know. But what we want to do is equip you with enough wisdom to make a good decision for your own specific portfolio. And uh, my team is amazing. I know I'm biased, but my team is amazing. Um, they're all people over profit, just like I am, and we'll take good care of you. Kirk, I appreciate your time, my man. You take care. We'll talk soon. Everybody else will be back right back with the Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And Jim Price is joining us now. That's right, guys. Good afternoon. Good mid-lunch. Good mid-lunch. I like that. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Yeah. You you know, we have the economic aspect of this. Now, now Jim, what would happen if not only did we have an economic collapse, but typically what happens if we look historically, right, the the forward turning or generations, right, is that we have some type of economic peril that turns into a world war. Well, it it seems like this time it's going to be a little bit different. Did you know that Hmm. a U.S. drone factory in uh, Latvia has been set ablaze and is completely destroyed? Well, (laughs) that's... Why is there a U.S. drone factory in Latvia? Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to you know rush past your question, but I want to define the sentence first. But uh, again, uh, we have a situation where we we're uh, we are de- deferring our ability to protect ourselves and do what we need to do to other countries, right? So we're supplying. We're waiting on other people. But this goes to the was didn't we just have another earthquake yesterday? Wasn't there another yeah. additional earthquake? And now we have a drone fire. Do you see where I keep go, where, we, where we're going? Like they, I don't know if they have the moxie to pull off the whole world war because I don't think we have the ammunition, the money to do it. But I do believe that there's something else going on out there that's far more nefarious that is basically just the destruction of all of us, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the whole thing is going to happen. But the whole idea that we have a drone factory in another country that we're relying on, anyway, that's just that right there. That's the problem. That was the problem before even what you're getting ready to tell me. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, I think that we're getting closer and closer to this world war. And I mm-hmm. think that we're, uh, you know, China now is coming back demanding that uh, the, the balloon that was shot down, they're demanding it back. <laughs> okay. Like, so it's a debris field of 100 square miles. That's fine. We'll get that done for you guys. Well, we'll not only on is it interesting on that perspective, but I, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he's, uh, you know, there's a few friends of mine, former military, mm-hmm. and he was talking to some sources, and 
one of the speculations out there is that the F-22, the Raptors there, um, are the ones that first flew by it. And uh, a lot of suspicion is that these uh, these balloons, the reason they were so odd and weird and sent specifically where they were, is that they were trying to get the radar and uh, the fire control radar cross uh, cross section analysis of the F-22s. It was trying to capture that data specifically. You know, this is I mean, this is such sloppy warfare. I mean, if you and I can sit here from the observational data of the internet and see the fallacy in which they're doing here. This is, this is not good. I mean, this is, we've got guys that supposedly this is their job every day and that we're allowing this stuff to, to, to be pulled off. Uh, not much less whatever happened during Trump's uh, presidency as well. But th- this is a thing where we, we've got to really, we really got to focus in on the idea that we would look like, we look like idiots on the world stage. Not only the, the doofus in chief we had last night, Stumbling over his words, doing the thing that he does with words, uh, and then they cheered it. I don't know how you guys clapped and cheered for that, Democrats. I don't get that at all. Um, but this is just uh, we, Josh. We have a situation where I I still question. Didn't they say that built that balloon was at sixty thousand feet? Yes. Isn't that what they say that was running? But how is it that our jets that go to what 40, uh, 40,000 feet are at sixty thousand feet? Now we're able to operate at that level too. I mean, there's too many things mm-hmm. in this story that doesn't make sense. But then, the, how we handle the whole situation doesn't makes us look like ding dongs. Well, I, I think that the parts of that are military strategy and tactics, and those will kind of remain outside of the public. Uh, we know that they mm-hmm. were potentially monitoring this thing for seven days, so they knew of it. They knew where right. they were, and uh, you know. Balloons hovering above the United States aren't what really concern me, even if they have some type of super hyper glide weaponry attached to them. Um, Right. What really concerns me is our foreign policy. What really concerns me is the incompetency of Joe Biden and how there's a proxy deep state government ruling this country, whether it's Blinken or Obama or Khan or whoever it might be. Right. that, That we have someone else running this country and that their intentions, their agenda, has nothing to do with saving or helping America. And we can see this through the policies that are actually being derived by this administration. Not only that, is we have administrations under the executive branch. So everybody out there who's wondering, like the you know the IRS, the ATF, all these types of uh, administrations fall under the authority of the executive branch. And when they start creating policy that's enacted as law, you no longer have a, a constitutional republic. You no longer have Congress, which is supposed to enact laws. Um, this is one of my biggest uh, uh, talks about cryptocurrency is that the IRS just comes out and simply updates its policy and says, oh, now you have to do taxes on cryptocurrency. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Congress has to go out there and enact a law or revise a law. The, these these right. agencies, these administrations don't have the ability to change law or policy without right. the authority of Congress. They don't have the ability to make law. Right. And so we have some big problems here in the United States, and there's a lot of actors 
in the United States that are working against our best interest. Not only that, is they're progressing us towards war. And I think that the progression towards war is going to coincide directly with an economic collapse. But the reason that's going to happen is to cover up the crimes that are coming to the surface, to reset the clock, if you want to look at it like that, on everything right. that they blundered over the last hundred years. Well, I mean, you, you, we, we talk about the fact that they can't do things without Congress. They can't do these, enact these different things. But we see these, and we use the word rogue, but these are just absolute lawbreakers talking about how we all should pertain, to, we should live within the boundaries of the law, but they're out there wildly breaking the law. And they're not following policies. They're not following ordinances. They're not following laws. And they're out there doing things like this whole the thing with the general, not you know, not disclosing to Trump that, that there was a balloon over our, our territory. Uh, there's just so many things where this is the this is where this is where we have the collapse of our society. Mm-hmm. If those that we have selected as being public servants, whether they're bureaucracy or they're elected, either way, those people are in a public servant situation. If they are not willing to really, really hold the line and understand that they have less constitutional rights than we do, we have a we have a failed branch. We have a failed government that's no longer serving the people and is is absolute destructive of those same people. Yeah, Jim, it's a uh, it's a crazy time right now mm-hmm. for the world. Yeah, and you know Russia isn't playing games anymore. We're about to see a mass incursion into Ukraine. I think there's going to even be potential that they're going to move into Kiev. Um, Poland right now just has the uh, the Rimars, which are going to be sent to them. $10 billion deal with the United States of America. These are uh, missile, offensive missile systems. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Poland, Poland boosting up their, their military and security? It, well, it's because they they know that there's a threat and potential that they're next after Ukraine. And I think that that is very viable to say that Russia is not going to stop with just Ukraine, that the influence of what we would call this Fourth Reich or this Nazism that has been perpetuating through Eastern Europe is made its way to Poland and other places as well. And that Russia is is going to... Um, basically wipe out all NATO assets on that border. Um, but there right. has to be a provocation through NATO first before Russia makes that move. And we know there's false flags and these types of things that potentially can come up. But I would actually see what's going to happen next is Russia is going to go into Kiev and they're going to try to seize uh, and remove the Zelensky government because that is really the next strategic move. And when that happens, Don't we believe that the Zelensky government absolutely needs to be removed? I mean, isn't that a default to, to the whole thing, even though the U.S. is trying to prop him up? Isn't he the problem? Well, no, I don't think it is Zelensky. I think Zelensky's just a, a puppet, <laughs> quite honestly. Well, yeah. Well, I get that part. But, you know, I mean, I'm saying, you know, we, we've got the, a non-Hague country, 46-some bio labs that we're running, you know, all the other human trafficking stuff going on there. And then it's like we're trying to save that country. What are we trying to save it for? Put it back into the the corruption state that it was in before, or is Russia going in there to do the right thing? I mean, that's the that's that seems to be the rub of of the ideology that's out there. That's the two different camps. There are those that believe that Ukraine needs to be you know freed and and independent, and blah blah blah, while the UN takes care of them. Or there's those that believe that 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 needs to be cleaned up, and that's what Putin's in there doing. So which camp is it really? Well. 
I, I don't know if we're ever going to know who's really behind all of this. We know that it's extensive in their reach on what they are doing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what we're going to see is we're going to see more truth come out. We're going to see more of this this plan get unveiled. And as that happens, I think we're going to see them move to more and more kind of uh, a fearful posture with their backs against a wall. Right. Well, you know, Zelensky's in London now. He's in their uh, winning pledge to train pilots on NATO jets. And he's got that same sweatshirt he got at uh, Old Navy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's in he's in London right now. So, I mean, this is this is what confuses me is that if you're in a war-torn country, why are you at Westminster Hall uh, talking to lawmakers and uh, worrying about getting NATO jet fighter training? Like, you're, you're kind of late to the dance. It takes, what, two years to get a jet fighter pilot up to, to speed on, a, on, a, on any given jet fighter? I mean, that's not like something you just go and get a little Cessna 172 pilot license and you go out mm-hmm. there and, and run – you know, run around. There's, there's just so many things about this. that doesn't add up uh, to you or I, or to anybody else. If they really start paying attention, this, the conflict, wasn't there just another country that got invaded? Uh, yes. I, I'm trying to find the article on it, but uh, I saw a clip on, there was another art, another country over in that area that's being invaded and there's a war going on there and we're not even paying attention to that. So are they going to do these little skirmishes wars and then all of a sudden it just blows up and then everybody so that turns into World oh, is this War 1. Bosnia that you're talking about? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. It, it, that's going to be a poop storm. Uh, okay, we'll be right back with more <laughs> Dark Delight show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it 
by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back nice. with the Dr. Light Show. So, you know, Jim, speaking of the uh, State of the Union address yep. last night, did you see that the Democrats replaced their American flag lapel pins with abortion pins? What? You didn't see this? I saw the I saw the Native American lady that uh, the what's her face? Oh, Elizabeth. She had Warren a crayon Morales. on her coat. I didn't. Yeah. She had a crayon on their thing. I didn't know what that was about, but they they so they went to abortion pins. So they don't they're not even going to put the American flag on there anymore. Well, no, yeah. Huh. So t- last night, what they did is they removed their American flag pins and put on abortion pins. Quite literally, abortion pins. Wow. Yeah, and we just had that commercial here uh, during the commercial break there at the bottom of the hour, talking about the uh, the levels of abortions that we have in our country. And it's it's a sad deal that this is what we're celebrating, and it's not that's not something to celebrate. I mean, the, it, in whatever their reasoning for why they're getting an abortion is a tragedy in itself. But then then you're going to promote promote that people should use a tragic effect to create birth control. That this is uh, this is the twisted world we're living in right now, where we have people who celebrate the killing of a human. I mean, there's. I don't know what else is left after this. I mean, this is we're already doing the we're doing the death panels with Obamacare. We got Canada doing the uh, the selected euthanization of uh, elderly and homeless. Uh, this is this is where we have that problem, and that's why we've been able to go there with people that were like, oh, hey, by the way, we'll just uh, we'll just you know end your life early because you know you're homeless, you don't contribute to society. That's how you get there because you have allowed this other part of your society to be to be to be uh, eliminated. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're getting all you're wound right. up on it's, that subject. Well, it is. It's it's one of those topics that that is difficult to talk about, difficult to speak about. But uh, right. you know, for for generations, this population of this planet has been decimated by mm-hmm. these eugenicists and the the eugenics revolution is in full force right now i mean if you right. look at <clears throat> excuse me if you look at what we're seeing in the sense of the uh the the jabby jab jab the shocky shabby mm-hmm. shot shot right um right. I, I had a statistic opened up here i gotta find it again um oh nearly 14 percent fertility rate drop in sweden and germany linked to covid vaccines this is new research from the wow. federal institute for population research found a strong correlation between covid vaccine uptake and monthly total fertility decline seasonally adjusted in germany and Swit- in sweden right so that they even adjusted it for what would be averages right so that's even with adjusted number that's probably a higher number if you just go with straight numbers right Right. And then another study right here. COVID vaccines are causing hyper accelerated aging in humans. 
according to the researchers, spike proteins found from COVID vaccines lodge inside every organ of the body. And once they transform a person from young to old, uh, they look very, very old. And so this is Walter Chestnut, WMC Research, calls this phenomenon spike protein endothelial disease, or SPED, which he describes as stage one of the disease he calls spike protein progeria syndrome. Um, Chestnut explains the endothelial reaction to the invasion of spike proteins in all major organs of the body. Consider this much like the shock of being submerged in freezing water or being blasted with fire. He writes, there is an instantaneous damage, inflammation, coagulation, and all other accompanies the insult of the endothelium. Uh, This is nuts. I mean, you know, I'm I'm wishing the best for everybody out there, hoping that they got, um, you know, the, the... the placebo or hoping that they got the, the one that is conducive with their biochemistry. But we're, we're just right. seeing more and more of these people that are getting multiple, multiple vacs. And yeah. uh, it's just, ooh. Well, and it, it seems to be what, what I'm kind of seeing in my trending here is that it's, it's the initial, when you get it, there's that declining, like the initial like microcarditis effects that are within that first couple of weeks. But they're wanting you to come back and get another one within another two weeks. So that keeps you on that pain train, right? You're going into this whole cycle and it, you know, the long-term effects, it seems like your body does want to recover, but then the, the, uh, your, your body going into the parasympathetic effect where it's trying to heal itself, it overreacts. And then that's where we're seeing the blood clotting and those kind of things. So there's, there's so much to this. I don't, I don't understand the, uh, folks, every level that they're trying to get us from our food to our water to our environment. I mean, I'm seeing trees that look like they've been sprayed with Agent Orange across America. And it's really causing me concern that I'm seeing defoliaging happening. I'm seeing where grass, you know, yards and fields are not coming back to life. Uh, there, And the thing is, is that we, we are in a cycle of something here. And we are paying this. Guys, they are using our money, our tax dollars, us as an asset to pay for what it is. And I want to know who the companies are. They're taking the contracts knowing that they're spraying Americans, know that they're spraying other countries. Where are the whistleblowers within these com- these companies? Well, we know that they're out there doing it or they're affecting the feed. Where are these whistleblowers? Are the whistleblowers out there? We're not paying attention. I mean, what's really going on on that? Um. I think there are, and we've seen a lot of them come forward, but they're just uh, the mainstream media just tries to discredit as much as this is possible um, because they're protecting but, the financial interest of Pfizer and Moderna and the, and the government's complicity. That, that's why, right? Right. Well, but that they live on the same planet. I mean, they're trying to destroy people that live on the same planet they live on. I'm like, why are you letting this happen to your fellow man? You live here too. So to, have they been given the antidote somehow? I mean, what have they been promised if they continue to do this on the other side of everything? Well, I don't think so because you know the 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 queen, the princess of Thailand, is in a coma. It's been deemed that she's in a coma due to the COVID vaccine. The right the monarchy there in Thailand is taking legal action against Pfizer and the governments of the world. Um, so, you know, the world war might break out in Thailand first. I mean, they got to remove that. Right. <laughs> they got to remove all them so they don't, they, they can keep their mouth shut. Right. But that's the semiconductor effect of our, of our different things that make our, our world work. Um, that's, that's, that's concerning. I mean, it really is that that's going to be the flashpoint for all this. Uh, that's the South Pacific and that's, that's a, and we've already said that we're going to manage all that. We're going to help them with all that. But what about all the other rogue pirates and other things that are out there? You you were in the Navy. 
How many mm -hmm. pirates are actually out there that aren't affiliated to countries that are actually going out and terrorizing the shipping lanes and those kind of things? It's not as much as you think, but I mean, it, it's definitely something that happens in the world. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the, and then we have people outside of that, but I just, I just worries me that we got people that are, you know, shooting holes in the bottom of the boat they're riding in. And that's, that's the confusing part for me. Uh, but then we've got to be more mindful to run for the sake, you know, get, creating that parallel economy, right? Getting outside of this so that we're not affected by what they're doing. So, yeah, that's a big part of it. So, this is um, so as we go through this whole week, though, what do we have to do? What do, after you heard what you heard last night? Is did you change your mind about any of the things that trajectory, or do you see them their plan moving faster because of what he said last night? Um. I, I see a lot of people starting to jump ship. They see that the Democrats are reaching for straws here and that they don't have control of the United States. So I think right. that we're going to see a massive decline. Guys, that's all the time that we have today for the Dark Delight Show. Jim will be back with you for the next hour. Uh, I'll yep. see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day. Have a good show, Jim. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome, everybody, Dr. Light, the second hour on Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm, Jim, I'm your host, Jim Price, here on the Dark Delight Show, WYSL. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and being a part of the second hour of your extended lunch today. You know, this is, a, this is, this is, a, this is a, one of those times where you're like, we just had this little part of the, the news here saying, talking about the Zelensky uh, speech in London. What is this guy? Like he's a, he's running around like doing a, a, a telethon and he goes around to the different countries and does goes out in front of their whatever their governing body is and like, hey man, you know, I'm trying to run a country over here. You know, if you just give us nineteen ninety five a month, we can too feed, you know, the dolphins or the pandas or the, the snow I mean, what is he trying to save the polar bears? And this 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 article it talks about Ukrainian President uh, Zelensky visits Britain on Wednesday to drum up aid. How accurate is that? To drum up aid. So this guy came over here. We've given him just around, we're under 200 billion. Now, I know folks, there's a little bit of discrepancy in the math out there, but they're not telling you the truth about this. They're not telling you what's really going on. By the way, we found out about the discretionary president fund thing that he gets to then spend government profit. Like we have government profit, like that's a thing. So we have government profit that says, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, this, and this, um, and we're going to do this with this money, and it's discretionary for the president. Well, uh, you know, the potato and chiefs give him another $2 billion out of that. So how much of this hidden money have we been giving him? But remember, the 10% back to the big guy because the big guy needs 10%. Again, I'll, I'll take 10% of $200 billion. I think I could survive on 
$20 billion. I can survive on $20 billion. I don't need to be president. I don't need to be much of anything. I can, I can just go do something else. You know, in fact, though, here's the thing. I would probably spend that $20 billion, given the 10%, you know, I'm going back to the big guy. I would literally burn through that money promoting and trying to make sure as much freedom and liberty is given to us as possible, educating people on the Constitution, putting the energy into what we should focus on. I mean, seriously, guys, I, I would not be like sitting on an island you know, doing the Epstein thing, do, you know, trafficking human beings and doing all the submarine stuff. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to try to figure out how to set you free. And that's just with $20 billion. And I'm going to tell you what, I think I can move the needle. I think I can honestly make such a difference and terrify the establishment that's out there. I would love to do it. I would love to be the tip of the spear on that. I would spend, if someone gave me that, hey, hey, Jim, we're going to go ahead and give you, instead of giving it to old Uncle Joe, we're going to give it to you. I'm like, bet. Watch this. Watch what I'm going to do where I'm going to turn this whole thing around. And I'm going to push as hard as I can, and I'm going to spend that money where it needs to be spent back into the freedom movement and getting you guys better educated to then use your powers to move forward. I mean, that's what this is about. I mean, that's what we should be thinking about. But anyway. So I digress. Two hundred billion to Ukraine or this or that. He's going to he's going to to London. There, he's going to be talking about uh, Ukraine will do everything possible and impossible to make the world provide us with modern planes to empower and protect pilots who will be protecting us. Now, I don't know what broken English translation this guy's working off of, but none of this makes sense in a sentence. Will Ukraine will do everything possible and impossible. All right. Those are contradictory in terms, so that's fine. To make the world provide us with modern planes. Now, wait. You're going to make the world provide you with modern planes to empower and protect pilots who are protecting us? So, no. Okay. Wait. Okay. This. So, you're going you're gonna to go around bribing us, leveraging us, guilting us, into giving you planes and pilots to protect you. What are you doing with the money we've been giving you? I thought there was, oh, that's right, that whole, uh, the whole ghost of Kiev, that was just a video game footage. See, this is, this is where we just, we're getting so played, but then this guy is going around doing the, the, the MDA telethon, running around like, hey, if we just give $10 a month, we can save the... Uh, you you guys have to feel the frustration, right? I mean, I, I'm trying to describe this to you in my mind's eye that there's this guy in his old Navy sweatshirt up there talking about just give me a few more billion. If you guys just if you give me some more billions, I'll 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 make it all okay. Yeah, if you could just yeah the billions thing that that's what I need. Anyway, shortly after he arrives, uh, let's see. The announcement gave no time frame, stopped short of the commitment. So, again, the British, the British are kind of like, "Yeah, man, we'll help you out. You just, you just look at the horizon and and just watch for those planes. Those planes are coming your way, and uh, these are multi-million, billion planes, but billions of dollars, billions of pounds, whatever it is you want to say from what country." Just hey, you watch the horizon, you know, Zelensky. We're gonna we're gonna send those over to you. I know that we spend a truckload of money in our pilots somewhere in the in the million dollar, multi million dollar range to get our pilots up to speed. 
And it takes at least up to two years sometimes, depending on what level of training they're going through and what the aircraft is. So he's just like, hey, man, send me over some, like, uh, you know, just some jets, you know, the ones with the boom, boom things on it, like a pew, 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 pew. Um, and I don't know if he makes that noise or not. Maybe he makes more of the, I don't know. I, I haven't been on the phone calls. I'll have, I'm sure that phone call is out there somewhere, right? Uh, Nancy Pelosi listening to private phone calls between President Trump and the Ukrainian president. That's a whole reference back to that. Here's the thing. This guy thinks that he's like he's going to jump in a truck and just drive, like left-hand, right-hand drive. No big deal. Oh, I can learn how to do it. I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm ambidextrous. I can do it. Just, just send whatever you got. Guys, there is so much more to that. Even our pilots that are completely trained in the best ways that we think we know how, they aren't mastering these planes right away. But we're going to just drop a few off on your runway there and, and you're, you're good? See, this is, the, this is a real thing. So I want to know. Let me do this for you. Let me ask you this question. If I dedicate, I'm America, right? And I am American, so I guess I am America. If I say I'm going to give you 10 F-16s, you know, third, fourth generation, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give you 10 of these F-16s. How much you want to bet? that the F-16s don't make it, but the value of the F-16s is transferred over there for some more money laundering. Does that make more sense, that, they're, that their idea that we're going to give you some multi-million dollar, hundred million, billion dollar planes, I'm going to give those to you, but in reality, we're taking them off our balance sheet, moving the value of the money over to Ukraine using FTX, because obviously that's the exchange we want to use, for all of our crypto purchases going in and out of Ukraine, because that's the best way to do the laundering. Um, you know, this is the world we live in, where we see that this, we have to go one step past and then just go and do this whole conspiracy effect, right? Conspiracy, oh, conspiracy theorist, oh, you're one of those. Where did all that come from? Kennedy. I I am ashamed of my country, and I, and I love America. I'm a disabled vet. Air Force, F-16, maintenance specialist, crew chief. I, guys, I, I love my country. I have cried for the national anthem more times than I can remember. I have stood at attention when I'm supposed to. I, you know, I did eight, almost 18 years of private contracting for the Department of Defense. Guys, my heart is in our country, and I'm going to tell you that all day long. But at the same time, no different than when your kids act out or do something weird or you know, dis disrespectful in a grocery store or a, a social situation, you're disappointed in them. And I'm disappointed in America because I believe in America is, is this is the shining light on the top of the hill, a lot of, the way a lot of, of people have talked in the past about how what we can be. And I believe if we put the energy in the right way and we, we, we actually quit – getting caught up in the idea that we think we're conspiracy theorists when we know the government is doing these things to derail us and, de and to destroy us. And we just stand on our morals. We stand on the right side of history. We stand on the right side of things thinking, you know, liberties and freedom, taking my $20 billion to the big guy. I'm using that to set you free, to educate you. That's what I would do with it. That's how much I believe in my country, even the country that I'm disappointed in. The country that I'm disappointed in, I still want to fight until my last breath. And I will, I will fight on my feet. I will never die on my knees. I'm not bowing down. I'm not going to placate. I'm not going to, you know, what they call kowtowing. This is the to bend at the waist, to bow at the waist so hard as to bruise your head on the floor. I'm not going to be that guy. And this guy running around talking about how he's going to save Kiev and all this other stuff. The problem is, is that we see the money laundering going on. 
We see this going on right in front of our faces. This is nothing new. They're not inventing anything new. And I'm disappointed that our country has done this, but we can stop this. But we have to take effort. We have to be the right people. And we can't let this, we have to call this out for what it is. It's a con job. It's an absolute con job. And when we say it's a con job, then that doesn't have the energy it had with the sympathy. Oh, he's going around trying to save his country because the country's, you know, needing warfighter jet planes and bagoo, bagoo. No, no, we're not going to play that. We're going to call it out for what it's more money laundering. He's just making the world tour, dragging some more money back into that, pulling money out of other countries' economies. As the economies, by the way, guys, let me give you something. As a whole, America is in far better shape than a lot of other countries on this earth. Financially, we we see the crash happening here. We see these things in full motion, but we actually are in better shape. We're just kind of the last ones to to kind of fall off the edge here. And we've been holding on and holding on because we're Americans, because we find a way to adapt and overcome. And this is what we've been good at for generation after generation. And that's okay. Okay, that's okay. That's okay that we're willing to do that. But also, what if we don't give them, don't focus your energy. We don't give them that energy. We move away from them. We move that power out of their hands. And think about what we get to do in the future where we build it for us. Well, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up here on WYSL. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skin care, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it 
by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host here on the second hour, your extended lunch hour on Wednesday. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And I do have a caller. Uh, Keith, are you there? Yes, sir. Uh, right up front. Uh, and I'm going to say yes, that I keep, I keep hearing all of you, my fellow conservatives, ragging on America for sending stuff to Ukraine, uh, the money laundering and everything else I hear, all of you, just not you and Josh, but uh, all right. of the many conservatives on this. And you're saying, uh, and not facetiously, that you're mild, mildly disappointed in America, our country. Well, I'm, I'm very disappointed in all the free countries in the world that they didn't send uh, military, actual fighting men in Ukraine, whether from, here goes, Iceland, uh, Costa Rica, to uh, South mm-hmm. Africa, to Thailand, that you and Josh were talking about earlier. What if all of the right. free countries had said, we're going to stop Putin's aggression all of the free cut countries answered like they did during World War II, the British Commonwealth, all of the countries uh, that made up, uh, by example, uh, the Commonwealth. Uh, free men from around the world in World War II got together and stopped the Axis powers dead in their tracks. It took four right. years and many tens of millions of lives lost, but the good guys came forward and I'm asking you, and not facetiously, I don't understand all of my fellow conservatives. And I don't, I'm going to say, I don't really care about the money laundering. We have to go in and stop Putin's aggression, just like I do believe in within five years, we're going to be called upon to stop Chinese aggression. We are going to be going to war with China, even hands down. It's just when. So in closing, yeah. why not the free countries of the world, every country contributing military men in arms going in Ukraine? Uh, I would give the analogy of the uh, schoolyard bully. You don't worry about money laundering when you go after the schoolyard bully and punch his nose in. You, you just say, hey, I'm not going to have this bully push uh, – younger classmates around smaller kids than him you go up to him Mm -hmm. and you punch the big bully in the face and you make it stick that's what the free countries of the world should have done join together like a true united nations which of course is garbage the un all of the free countries marching into ukraine and helping the very very good ukrainian people back Back down the evil aggressor Putin. What what is what is wrong in your estimation? How I just stated this. Well, I, I agree with what you're saying because when good men do nothing, evil flourishes. And so, whatever va- version of that is, is that when we are not standing up for the littlest of us, the weakest of us, meaning that like the unborn, those countries that need that help, 
uh, we we see where evil is allowed to flourish, and and so the the only way we'll see a lot of this is through the record of history. So this is the problem: is that when good men do nothing, and this is why they've placated us. That's why they've gotten us soft this way. Is that we don't actually take up and say, listen, uh, the good men are going to go clean up some things around the world. We'll be back here in a minute, and that's what you do. But the problem is, is that we have deferred this and deferred it and deferred it. Now we're talking about the UN being a part of the, so- the solution, but the UN was supposed to be disbanded the moment that the Soviet Union fell. But yet the, the uh, UN charter still continues on, even though in its own charter said it will dissolve the moment that, that Russia goes. But we're still playing ball with them, and UN is still here. So, uh, Keith, I appreciate your input on that. Anything else before you head out? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't understand here at the end. The U.N. came into being in 1946. This is the very first time I'm hearing that the U.N. Uh, was going to be dismantled mm-hmm. if the Soviet Union kept on going. Uh, it was The U.N. was brought together like the League of Nations uh, that failed after World War One to keep the world friendly. The U.N. has turned out to be a big joke, but the U.N. Yeah. was supposed to keep on going. And uh, out of that, the, the NATO agreement, all the NATO countries... Uh, Stalin wanted to take his armored divisions right to the English Channel like Hitler did. So the U.N. was supposed to keep on going and hopefully uh, beat down communist countries like Russia and China and getting the world hopefully uh, peaceful. But uh, that's failed, so that's why we need NATO. But this is the first I've heard that the U.N. was supposed to be – that didn't come into being until 1946. So I don't understand on your part that would be interpretation of history. Well, and that's where we'll. I'll have to go in and uh, talk about this. I'll find the actual part where it talks about it was supposed to be brought on to keep communism at bay. And that was the original inception of what that was. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the article in front of me or the actual the uh, charter out there, but it's something to look up. There's a lot of things that we've been taught about why things exist, and we've continued these on only because of the superstition and tradition of, well, this is how we always do it. I can always say in closing, uh, we'll we'll keep on listening, but uh, I think you're going to have to make a case. Uh, you're the very I mean, hmm. I try and follow history. Unlike many Americans, I love history. I'm not lying. Right. This is the very first. That the, I mean, the UN didn't come into being until at, right after World War II. My final question, very quickly: Why right. would they dismantle the UN as soon as they were putting it together and building that big UN building there on the East River? Uh, Let's see. The Soviets didn't uh, fail till the nineties. Well, I, so we're not talking about the Germans. We're talking about the the, the Russians. Well, uh, I, I, I I never heard. It's about communism. I, well, I never heard that the UN was going to be uh, dismantled just because hopefully we we beat communism under President Reagan. Geez, wouldn't we? Ne- well, now we all got homework, right, Keith? We'd be very lucky and blessed if we could have another Ronald Reagan in the White House. Oh, we we would be much better off. Bring back God, if you hear me, God, bring back another Ronald Reagan, please. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Keith. I appreciate you calling in. It's always good to hear from you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We need another Ronald Reagan, really. Yes, sir, we do. All right, well, that was a great call from Keith on that. And, guys, listen, there are things that – I am. I'm pulling up from memory here, and I apologize. I didn't have the actual, you know, the how the charter was actually written. But if you actually go into a lot of things that we have today, they're leftover technologies, or leftover agreements, or leftover uh, policies that just never died. 
And this is one of those examples of things, things that they, they should always have a beginning and an end. Anytime you create something no different than laws or ordinances or policies or guidelines, there's always a reason that you bring it in and where it needs to stop and where that limitation is. And too many times we forget to enforce or be a part of what that limitation looks like. Now, there's a lot of things out there that I talk about that I know that really kind of rubs people raw on the ideas like, well, that's not how I understood. That's not how I get that. But there's a lot of things in my life. I mean, I'm 51. Uh, I've been I, I got headlong into this and I didn't mean to. I was always the guy, like I said earlier, I was always the patriotic guy. I believe in my country. I wanted to, I love my country. I love my Star Spangled Banner. I love my flag. I love the Stars and Stripes. I'm that guy all day long, twice on Sundays. This is who I am. But at the same time, there are too many things that we have just become, we just normalized that we always think it should exist. Uh, the idea that the UN, if you really look at what they're doing, they really, what have they really been beneficial to us other than costing us billions of dollars a year that we give them to then to do what? What is it that they're doing? Because we're always in there as Americans, we're always in there doing this. Well, it's a UN coalition. It's this and that. And it's a lot of fancy words. But how, how is that different than WEF? How is that different than the WHO? How is that different than the NIH? How is that different than these organizations that were created to look at something, to, to get, get a better answer back, but then it just never stopped. It just kept collecting money and kept collecting momentum, and we're still dealing with them today. There's a lot of, of, of functioning organizations out there that no longer serve a purpose. And, and you can look at any of these charities that we have laying around our country where you think about what is it they really do? What is it that really gets done with the money? When you, when you start looking at the idea that there's so much heavy-ended administration fees on all the charity money going out. Well, we have to go back and we have to discover that a lot of our history and a lot of things we're doing that we've been lied to. And it's not, it's not good. It's, it makes you feel icky. It makes you feel bad. And I get that. And I'm one of those same people that's like, man, I wish that wasn't true. Man, I wish that wasn't part of our reality. And you know what? Again, if I if I've misquoted the charter of what the original uh, pact was for the UN and what it was actually brought together for, and someone you know, you guys want to bring it to me, I'll report it exactly the way you bring it to me. If it's if I've done it inaccurately, I will do the apology and retract that completely. I have no issues with that. But the thing is, is why are we why why are we seeing everything else that's going on in the world around us? And then we're like, well, maybe this isn't it. Maybe they're not lying to us about this. Maybe they're not lying to us about the, the water or the food or the, the weather, right? So these are the little things we got to be careful. We can't turn the circular firing squad on each other. We have to be looking at the enemy and saying, what are you doing to destroy me? Let's bind together and do the best thing we can. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. I've got another half hour coming up, commercial break here on WYSL. Be right back. Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back, everybody. You know, I'm going to go with the disclaimer right now. I can't find the article that shows that, and I'm sure I will get beat up for it later. But I uh, do not have the, the, the article that or the information that shows that the U.N. was meant to keep 
uh, communism at bay, and it was supposed to be disbanded once that was functionally over. And here's one thing I will add to that. Here's one thing I will add to that. I'm the only caveat I'm going to give myself. Right now I'm saying I'm wrong, but the only caveat I'm going to get is they're rewriting history as fast as they can, guys. And until I can go in there and find where this information was that I had this, and they may have already rewritten it. I'm going to have to go back in the Wayback Machine and try to figure out what they've done. Uh, no different if you go to the um, CARES Act of 2019, which was written uh, in as law in 2020. That If you go in the Wayback Machine and look at all the different things that they functionally did to the CARES Act of 2019, uh, it was actually an Obama uh, Obamacare tax repeal act that they renamed and stuck another bill in there after it had already gone out of the house of representatives. So guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you just go to the congress.gov cares act 2019, do the way back machine on it. You'll find out that even though you can see factually that it was introduced January 24th of 2019 and it was passed out of out of the Senate in uh, February of 2020, you go in the way back machine. You will see how they completely manipulated all that history. That is supposedly a congress.gov factual information page and i just will go that as my caveat right now i will work on this and me and keith i'm sure we'll have a discussion about it later but anyway let's move on here uh this there's a there's some stuff going on in la county uh, california a board of supervisors voted to further restrict residents on their second amendments uh and they approved uh, approval followed a mass shooting in the city at monterey park um, this is uh, include uh, kill, taking 11 lives. The board also voted to look into the feasibility of developing a county database of guns. We know that uh, that we know that blame for gun violence. Uh, uh, this is whole thing. This is what they're doing. This is why they want to use mass shootings to take away your gun rights. But this is where we're at. We must be absolute, do absolutely everything in our power to prevent and end gun violence in our community. Folks, we all know that the more that you disarm normal people and regular people in their daily lives, you only make them weaker. And those that don't, those that want to do harm, whether it's with a rock or a knife, with their hands, with a gun, with a, a tree, a car, um, an airplane, we know all these things can be used as weapons. And yet we are running past the problem of the fact that we have the destruction of, we have the destruction of the American family and it is absolutely why we see things going on in the world we have now where kids and, and others really aren't getting the mentorship that they need in a, in a, in a father and a mother being in the home. Uh, that's a big, big deal. All the psychological studies that they have tried to do through all the decades trying to prove that a single parent home is the same as a dual parent home. They've shown absolutely 100% over and over again it does not work. But they've done everything they can to destroy our family homes, to demonize the fathers, to get them out of the home, get God out of the home, and here we are. And this is why this show exists is because we're trying to push back against all of that of the destruction of our home, but also the destruction of our Second Amendment. And guys, remember, every weapon that was in the hands of Americans at the time of this, this part being written— those were all military-style guns. They understood that. And it also, they had cannons. 
They had to. They had different types of mortar stuff. They had long guns. They had pistols. They knew they were developing rapid fire pistols. They they knew what these technologies were. They weren't silly. Oh, we only knew, expected it to be a black powder rifle with a wadding and a ball. No, they knew what was going on, but they also understood that the people have to be able to defend themselves from a government. They had to be able to, to defend themselves against tyrannical type people. When we have these city councils, these county commissioners, and these governors, these legislators, and these federal uh, appoint uh, these federally elected people going out and making things up like this, this is where this is where the Second Amendment was absolutely necessary. That's why we should hold on to our guns. That's why we should fight till our death, knowing that this is. The, what, what keeps us safe and keeps us happy. And that's why America still stands where it's at. If you look at all these other countries that are falling to these, these tyrannical effects, uh, what was it, Brazil, uh, 12 years prior to the bad election, uh, I'm sorry, Venezuela, the 12 years prior to Venezuela having the election that we saw where they were running the people over in the street with military vehicles, 12 years prior, the people, the quote-unquote, the people voted to end private ownership of guns. Twelve years later, they are being ran over in the streets by their own military. That's where that's a that's a great example right here. And that was only what three four years ago. I, I remember I was on the doing the radio show and we were talking about this where they literally have people running uh, military people being ran over in the streets by their own military. This is this is bad. And we see the example as and we're like, well, Jim, that was a long time ago. We don't have that kind of stuff in the modern day society. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. We see where you know the the people in Australia who voted away their gun rights as well no longer have the ability to stand up to their own government. Their government doesn't fear the people because the people have what? Cardboard signs and a wooden stick. They got their voices. They don't have the ability to defend themselves against a gun. A gun. They don't have the, the ability to defend themselves against a government with a gun. And that's where all this falls apart. And so this is another thing where they're going in, uh, they're going in, taking away people's God-given rights, and they're using, they're using a tragedy that's, this is, this is their MO. This is what they do over and over again. And when good men do nothing, evil flourishes. And this is part of that evil. And, uh, I'm just, I, this is a bad thing. Uh, the board also voted to support a 10-year, um, uh, national assault rifle ban and a ban on the sales of such firearms and high-capacity magazines to those under 21, according to this release. It's like the potato in chief last night kept talking about these semi-automatic assault pistols. The, the, okay, that right there should disqualify the entire argument, but the fact that I have to over-explain it is part of the process here. If you get out there and tell the lie enough and tell the lie enough and tell the lie enough, the lie becomes true, Correct. Well, maybe those of us that have discerning will, we will say, well, no, that's not accurate. But again, we have to push back. We have to have this open conversation about what's really going on in the world around us and to say, well, you know, we're, well, he, he's silly. We're not going to pay attention. Watch, guys. Watch. They're using assault pistol as a, the new – because see, remember, they ran the AR platform into the ground, the Armalite rifle platform in the ground. That, that was an assault rifle. It was defined as an assault rifle. AR. Well, that was that was sloppy on their part, but it was easy, right? They just kept using it and using it and using it. This high capacity magazines, high capacity magazines. The bump stop thing. Well, if anybody who knows anything about the bump stock and accuracy of a weapon, you're not going to use that for anything accurate. Oh yeah, you may want to just be sending a bunch of metal down the down range, 
but you're not going to be really hitting what you want to aim at because that bump stock causes you to have inaccuracy. The idea that they're going to use this, this assault pistol, assault pistol, assault pistol, it's very disingenuous. They know that they were losing the battle with guns. They know that this they were getting made in front of. They know they were losing that traction. So what do they do? They double back around, and now they're going after the pistols. This whole high-capacity magazine thing, you know, they've been doing restrictions on that. They've been doing this, and, go, uh, oh, we can't do this, can't do that. Oh, you can't. I've seen guys with six-shot revolvers. Yeah, there's in, there's stuff on the internet. You can see these. This is one. This one guy. I think he can do six shots in like less than two seconds, or it's like just over a second, and they're absolutely dead on accurate. So he's using a revolver that there's a chamber spinning with the rounds in it, and he's able to shoot all six of those in like like I said, just over a second. But yet. We're worried about whether or not the trigger has the fully automatic or your finger can be you know, fully automatic or the capacity of the magazine has too many rounds in it or you have to reload. And I, I, Guys, this is all semantics, but it's all shiny object stuff to keep you guys distracted. But we have in California, uh, you know, Miss Feinstein has, um, has been in the Senate for a long time, She's, and they're talking about how she keeps um, – resubmitting the same measure every session, trying to get the control on these now what we call assault pistols. And it's just very disingenuous to use fancy words like conspiracy theorists or assault rifles or ARs. Uh, I think if I remember right, uh, the potato in chief called it an AR-14 or AR-15. He he just was misquoting it all over the place. No different than last night. He's like, if the, if the Republicans try to, to raise, I'll veto it. I don't know what the guy was referring to, but all the Democrats stood up and cheered for him. So maybe they have the translation book for whatever it is that Joe Biden was talking about that he would veto as soon as the Republicans put in the murmur, murmur, murmur. Well, I don't know what that is, but that's what we keep fighting. We're fighting we're just we're fighting nonsensical words at this point. If they can cheer for a guy who goes murmur, 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 then they'll cheer for anything. They've got the potato salad guy from Pennsylvania up there. That guy, I mean, how, again, he was in the middle of all that, right? He was in the middle of all that. He's a senator. He's a senator. That guy's a senator. And he doesn't even, I don't think he really truly understands the impact of what he's doing or where he's at. But we have a, we have a guy up there that, um, by the way, he has a really good hairline. So I'm not sure why he shaves his head. If you look at the guy's hairline, he has really good, he has a good hairline. So again, a guy who I have hair, I got good hair. He's got good hair, but for some reason he shaved his head. So is he doing that to be part of that? Is he is it a character that he's playing? I don't know. It's just something you have to look at. Also, uh, Twitter former head of trust and safety, Yul Roth, testified Wednesday uh, in, in Congress talking about his connection to the Hunter Biden laptop. Remember, guys, in the middle of everything last week when we were shooting the, the uh, Chinese, uh, Chinese spy balloon out of the sky – Remember, we're, cho- we're shooting that out. Uh, uh, Hunter Biden went out and admitted that, uh, oh, by the way, those laptops are mine. And you see how that fast that went under the carpet? Because we're not talking about it all this week, are we? We're not talking about the whole stuff with Pfizer last week. We're not talking about Pfizer's $50 billion in profit that they made on the jab alone in 2022. See, this is the stuff that we got to catch back up. We're going to fight about the UN stuff because that's a shiny object I threw out there for you guys. But what are we missing going right there in front of us. I'm Jim Bryce here on Dark Delight Show. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Good afternoon, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Dark Delight. The second hour here. We got the last segment, so don't go away. Um, you know, we're, we're talking off air, and we, I got a few folks that have been on this earth just a little bit longer than I have, and they all remember the same idea that the U.N. was meant to uh, go away as soon as, you know, the threat of communism, the USSR, you know, the Soviet Union was going to, once that failed, we could then disband that, right? Well, and this is what I understand, but I I just said, I spent a lot of time during the breaks here, and even while I was talking, I was looking through the UN website, I was looking through the History Channel, Wikipedia, uh, all these different sources, and they, they're all, I think we're, I think we're scrubbing the history, guys. You're going to have to start going out and buying paper forms of history, going to some of these old bookstores and finding out what the real truth is, besides being able to click, 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 click on old Google or DuckDuckGo or Chrome or whatever it is you use, guys, we, we've got to go back to paper. Because, by the way, if this whole thing goes down, you're not going to have an internet. So um, just a couple things here. I don't want to give credit to Greg Abbott. Uh, construction crews making progress installing 30-foot high sections of steel fencing meant to keep out illegals. Uh, Greg Abbott revealed he's defending Texas against an onslaught of illegal immigrants by completing 
Donald Trump's former project of erecting a wall along the southern border. In social media posts Sunday, Abbott showed a construction crews making progress installing 30-foot wall, uh, 30-foot high tall, uh, 30-foot, ugh, I, you know, English is my first language. Uh, you guys get the benefit of a public education here. 30-foot high sections of steel fencing meant to keep out illegal intruders. Uh, so this is, I mean, this is great that this is actually going on. The Texas Facilities Commission awarded a $224 million contract to build nearly 10 miles of 30-foot wall uh, border wall segments on private and state-owned properties along the Rio Grande in Webb County. Uh, the state of Texas has been uh, in negotiation with ranchers with property along the Rio Grande in the Laredo and Del Rio sectors for more than a year. One rancher told uh, Breitbart, Texas, these ranchers favor the project to stop the destruction of their property by migrants who tear down fences, leave tons of garbage in their wake, the rancher said. Now, I actually was talking about yesterday, there's a rancher who had an illegal immigrant coming into his property where he actually shot the guy. And the guy, the rancher is now being held on, uh, on, on murder charges because this illegal immigrant was on his property and was 100 yards from his house. Now, guys, I've, I've got a lot of friends of mine uh, that are actually, they go down to the border. Uh, Tim Foley is a friend of mine. He, I actually did a, a fundraiser for him last April in Arizona to help him go down there and make sure and protect these open sections of Arizona border. And this, the idea that a guy had to shoot, he's like, well, how, 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 why do you have to shoot him? Why, why, how did he know? The sad part of it is, is there is so much cartel. There is so much, there is so many drugs, uh, pounds of fentanyl, different types. And we're not talking about weed guys. We're not talking about pot. So just, Get that out of your mind's image of what's being brought across the border. That hell has ended with the legalization uh, in our country. So that stopped the cartel from making that money. So the cartel switched to fentanyl. The cartel switched back to uh, heroin and cocaine. That's why we're seeing an influx of those drugs coming in because that's how they make money is through human trafficking and drug trafficking. Now, down there on the border, guys, you don't know – with the guy, the guy who has the backpack on, whether he has a weapon on him, you don't know the guy who's just walking through there with a milk jug or whatever, where he has a weapon on him. You don't know if they even have explosives on them. You don't know if there's actually someone watching them from a distance with a sniper white rifle on the other side of the border, making sure they have secure passage that they'll either shoot the, the, the mule or they'll shoot you from trying to stop the mule. Guys, the war that's going on on our southern border is more heinous than you can absolutely imagine. And it's happening on our American soil. But I've got a Texas rancher who's now being charged because he's trying to defend his property and he's so tired of watching these guys walk over with guns and drugs and females. And by the way, guys, it is not only females that are being trafficked on that southern border. It is males and females. Males and females. And there are some of them that are what they call they're kind of like luggage, but they're, they, they, they come over, they bring adult males and women over to America, and then that child is then trafficked back to Mexico, and they recycle them back over for another family. And then they recycle them back over for another family. I say family, but it's just people who want to come to America. So the baby or the child becomes the anchor that keeps them in America. So there's children who are recycled back and forth across the border, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then there's those that are, are, are being raped and dismembered and organ harvested. 
And so when Greg Abbott is bothering to do this, there's a lot of things I think he's been weak on on the border. I think there's been times he could have been a lot better than he was, but at least this is happening. And, and by the way, yeah, there has to be land negotiations going on between private and, and government properties. I get that. And it takes time. Sometimes the government just moves far too slow. But the safety of America down on that southern border is a real problem. Now, what could we do if we had a well-regulated militia? By the way, if you read your second, uh, the second article of your Bill of Rights says a well-regulated militia, that's a well-practiced people's army, meaning that you, you and I, you and I should be practicing, should be well-regulated, meaning well-practiced people's army. Regulated doesn't mean to, to, uh, to hold you back. Regulated means regularly practicing, being able to use your gun and use it in a fashion that you can defend yourself against foreign and domestic enemies. Foreign and domestic. Do not, do not ever forget domestic is almost the greater force of enemy that you will face in your daily life. It's not going to be China. It's not going to be Russia. It's going to be your fellow man who decides not to follow the Constitution, and they'll follow the orders of whoever's making, writing the paycheck, the city manager, the city council, the mayor, the county commissioners, the governors. A lot of times you're going to find the thin blue line is going to follow orders, and that's the scariest part of this whole thing. When you think about how you want to defend yourself, what you want that to look like, well, you have to have a well-regulated people's army or a well-regulated militia, a well-practiced people's army. I've talked to sheriffs around this country. The sheriff from Logan County, Oklahoma, he says, yes, we need to get together and practice. We need to be familiar with each other and with our weapons and what we need to do if there is a problem. So there are sheriffs out there that are willing to do that. So in New York, do you have sheriffs? Do you have constitutional sheriffs who believe that your constitutional rights supersede any of the policies or regulations or ordinances that the city, county, and the county commissioners and the state legislators can come up with? Does your sheriff defend you against FBI intrusion, NSA intrusion? Does he actually go out and investigate those election crimes that he knows is happening? And guys, we go right back. And the biggest thing, remember, the biggest constitutional officer you have is your sheriff. And if you have not elected a sheriff that has that ability to understand what the Constitution really means, then you need to find a better one. And you're going to, have to find a better one right away. And the sad part of it is where I, where I was living in Wichita, Kansas, in Cedric County, Kansas, Sheriff Easter said in an open meeting, fully recorded, I am a constitutional sheriff, but not like you think constitutional sheriff. And that scares me to death. And that's why I know that what happened to me and when the raids that I had on my house was allowed because I have a weak sheriff. Because I have a sheriff who doesn't understand that my rights, my liberties supersede all of that. And anything that's outside of the Constitution is unconstitutional. Read your Constitution. Guys, your Constitution literally gives you the ability to be amazing. And you should never hesitate to use it, but you have to be smart enough to know what it says and how to use it. And well-practiced, right? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. I really do appreciate you guys being here. And again, this is the world we live in. Be the difference makers. You guys are the answers. I'm Jim Price on the uh, on the uh, <laughs> on the Dark Delight Show on WYSL. We'll see you guys tomorrow.